0: Everybody, welcome to the final episode of season one of Silvari 22. Thank you for tuning in and listening. This is going to be a really exciting episode for me. It's been a little bit of a while. I've been busy, but it's been a good thing because I believe in the right time and the right place and we can draw for this podcast and just for my life in general. So I really believe that this episode is really being spoken in the right time and the right place for my life and a lot of other people's lives, and obviously for you guys that are listening. So again, thank you very much for listening. Let's get into the very last episode for season one. Now, episode 26. You guys know I like my numerology. So what does 26 mean in the Bible? 26 is all about God. It's all about number means Yahweh in Hebrew. And specifically, it's about us, our image in the creator and it really, really dives down to our DNA. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What is our DNA made up of? What is it supposed to look like? How do we get this DNA to be more like the creator? All that in a bag of chips, right? It's all really good stuff. And we're going to dive into it and what it really comes down to and how it's going to help us fulfill the will that God has for us. The will that God has for us is the greatest, most amazing thing that's impressed upon our hearts. It's what we are originally designed to do. And a lot of times, myself included, right? a lot of these podcasts are just speaking to me and other people that are just like me, we get hurt, we have disappointments, we have unmet expectations. And because of that, we have created these fears that stop us from really, really living out our true image, our true DNA, and we suffer from that. And the cause of that is all sorts of stuff. Okay, and we're gonna get into that. We got into it a little bit previously, but we're gonna dive into this way more directly. Just going into what it is that our image is. And so the first thing that we need to understand, and this goes for everybody. Okay, it goes for everybody that we are created just like God, and that's how Adam was. And there is this cool number in the Bible, forty-five, that means Adam. And when you subtract nineteen from forty-five, which is the number for Eve you get 26, which is this number I'm talking about right now. And Eve was quite literally subtracted from Adam. She was taken from his rib. So when man and woman are together, we get a complete number of 45. And anyway, we'll go on. We'll we'll talk about marriage. I don't know if we'll get into that, but that's something different. But anyway, what I really want to talk about is our true image that we're all created with this true image in the image of God, the creator, which is love, joy, peace, hope, Goodness, kind of faithfulness, self-control, all these amazing qualities we were already created with. And when we know that, we know that it's actually more natural for us to behave like God, like our Father, when we realize that it's just these defense mechanisms that we built up from unmet expectations, from past failures, from broken relationships, from the adversary, okay, stopping us from allowing our true self to come through people try to be good when in reality that's contradicting because we are already good For the believer we are good as believers okay and everybody okay this is what it comes down everybody was created uh good god said so he said he created man and it was good created woman and it was good okay what happened was we fell okay and now there's two types of people in this world now. There's people that are living under the blessing of God, and there's people that are living under the curse of God, okay? I'm not going to get into all why God cursed us, okay? But it had to happen. And so there's two people, okay? There's people that are living under the curse, and then there's people that are living under the blessing, okay? And there's only one way to live under the blessing, and this blessing is salvation, and salvation has many layers to it, many, many, many layers, and I just really stick on the one But the one layer of salvation that I like to focus on is God's will for you and how beautiful that is in experiencing that salvation, that will, that heart that he has for us, for you and me. And when we repent, when we renew our mind towards the blessing, towards how good God is to us, our father, our daddy, we start to live our our true image. It's effortless. It is effortless. It takes time to an extent, actually it doesn't take time, it takes grace to understand how to give up our defense mechanisms. It's our defense mechanisms from unmet expectations, from disappointments, from failures, from unanswered prayers, from whatever it is that we've experienced, and some things we'll still experience later on in life that keep us from living out our true daddy God image. And the biggest thing that I wanna focus on the root of who we really are is love. That is the image of God, is love. and. And there's, there's types of love, there's all sorts of things, okay, I'm not going to get into all the types of loves, I'm not going to get into what love is, except for this one thing, okay, and this one's tough, okay, this one's really hard to understand, but in Corinthians, Paul uses this to define love, one of the first instances he defines love as, and it's as long-suffering. Love, I know people don't want to hear that, but for a believer, love sometimes and can often be suffering, and I don't want it to make it it's not a depressing thing okay it's not it's just a hard thing okay it's a hard thing because when i see people living under the curse when i see people using the defense mechanism when i use my defense mechanisms to avoid uh potential failure when i box myself in when i you know cloud people out when i when i shut doors okay because i don't want to get hurt again because of things that have happened i suffer and it's not the love suffer, it's the it's the fear suffering. There's fear suffering, and then there's love suffering. And love suffering is that much better. It's it's hard, but it's worth it. That's the thing. That is the thing that you have to ask yourself. Is this worth it? And when you're reading the Bible and when you're praying, God will show you what is truly worth it. And He'll give you the grace to superabound in the areas where it is important to. Okay, so just an example from those of you that have been listening, you know that I do not have a good relationship I don't have a relationship with my father my biological father, okay? And it's been tough, okay? Because I did have some type of relationship with him. It wasn't a good one, but long story short, he is not a healthy human being right now mentally. He's not making good choices for those of you that are unaware. And it's only by God's grace, it's only by forgiveness that I can even have relationships with other people because what I want to do is I want to shut down. I want to avoid being hurt again. And because of God's grace and what God has asked me to do, I have actually come to a point where I can love my father, even though he is quite honestly doing everything he can to be unloved by normal human standards. Okay. Everything that he's done to my mom has been nothing less than atrocious and just unworthy of being loved. Okay. And I'm not saying this to burden you in the sense that. You should love people that have really hurt you. I'm saying this because it's actually really freed me up to love other people. I've forgiven my dad. And I even texted him the other day that I love him. And it came at a very weird point in our life where he was getting engagement photos with his mistress. I didn't know that when I said that, glad I didn't, but I've had this conversation with my mom and the Bible does ask us to love our enemies. And my, what I, what God has shown me about my dad is he is this hurt broke little person, little child inside and he's making really, really spoiled bratty child decisions on the outside, even though he is a 60-year-old, 65-year-old man. Okay, but on the inside, that's what's happening. So I can love that hurt child. I can love that hurt child. I I have my boundaries. Grace, Grace is my boundary. Grace says that he's mentally unwell and he's physically unwell. So I don't, I don't accept gifts from him. I don't, I don't communicate with him frequently. OK, but in the spirit, OK, there's three pillars to realize the spirit, the mental and the physical. In the spirit, I can love this person that he is supposed to be this person that when if he knew how much God loved, if he knew who his true image was, I can love that. I can love his true image. I don't love his false image. OK, but true love for a believer. This is where the long suffering comes in. I can see past people's false image and truly love their true image. Okay. That I cannot do on my own. This is how I know it takes God. People always ask me, how do you know if it's God? I ask myself, how do I know if it's God? It's God. If you can't do it on your own, I can't love my dad on my own. It's impossible. I can't forgive my dad on my own. It's possible. But when I read the Bible and I read how Jesus suffered on the cross with people that hated him. when I read about how Paul is saying respect authority, when Nero is killing bunch of Christians, when these guys literally gave up everything in love and that's long suffering okay and so for me to do anything other than when i'm reading this is absurd right but again i it's inspiring to me i'm not doing this because i feel like i have to i'm doing this because my heart is inspired by jesus and by paul's writings and and by other people in the christian community and by church and singing and praising and receiving from god how much he served me that allows me to see past People's defense mechanisms, to see past people's false image, to see through it really into into who they really, really are. Okay. Unfortunately for my dad, okay, with the boundaries of grace, there is limits to what I can do as a human being. Okay. But there's no limits in the spiritual realm. So when I pray for my dad, I know I'm doing the most that I absolutely can. It's unlimited. And I laugh because that reminds me of Russell Wilson and that's a family joke. But what I'm saying is in the spiritual realm, okay. I can pray for my dad. I can ask for, for his forgiveness on his behalf. I can ask for God to show him who he really is, who his true image is, because the world is better when my dad is not living this lie. Okay. I'm better when I'm not living a lie. You're better when you're not living a lie. It's hard. This is the long suffering of love. This is what Jesus experienced at the cross. So why would us as believers experience anything different? We should actually rejoice when we feel pain, when people aren't doing aren't feeling the true love that they should be feeling. This is this fallen world that we live in. This is the the mix of the curse and people living in the blessing. It's hard. It's suffering. Okay, but it is worth it. That's that's what Jesus showed at the cross. He suffered so much so that us in turn can receive so much. Okay, I am suffering a lot with my family dynamics right now and it's not just me but everyone my mom especially bothers me so much how my dad is treating my mom. And The solution to it is Jesus wants wholeness more than anybody. Satan will do anything to break up a relationship, anything. And it doesn't matter what type of relationship it is. Uh, Kanye or Kim or or yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Christian or non-Christian, Satan wants to see disunity. He wants to see chaos. He wants to see people broken, okay? And because that leads to this defense mechanism, this Pharisee type stuff, this religious type stuff. When all reality, God loves us recklessly, even my dad, even Hitler, okay? If Hitler knew how much he was loved by God, if he knew who his true image was, the spirit of darkness would not have been able to use him for darkness, okay? Where light is, there cannot be darkness. Where love is, there cannot be hate. Where joy is, there cannot be depression. Where discipline is, there cannot be chaos. And this all feeds off of faith, hope, and love, love being the main one. Okay, I can go into all the things. We're all sinners. i I could do what my dad did in my false image. I could I could do what Hitler did, quote unquote, in like from a from a bad sense. Okay, I don't have the power or anything, or obviously the want to, but I'm just saying from a human standpoint, we're all capable of ultimate evil, but we are all also capable of ultimate good. Okay, we are created in an image that was said to be good. Good in Hebrew is synonymous with God. We are created in a God image, in an immortal image, and we live in mortal bodies, so it's very confusing, okay? But with grace, we have immortal, infinite faith, hope, and love, and the gifts just inspire throughout that. So that is really, truly the root okay and if i'm if i have to paint an even clearer picture god asks us in the bible to love our love our enemies because if you can love your enemy nothing can stop you literally nothing if i can love my dad i can love my wife my future wife my kids whoever like people in authority doesn't matter i can love them i mean my my head my dad is like the least person i want to love right now but i know that i can love him so what does that say about good people, people that really want to be a father figure to me, people that really want that have my back, the people that treat my mom with respect, how much more am I going to be able to love them if I can love my dad? And what it is, is it's a huge ego check. God is always, if you read the Bible, giving us an ego check, a defense mechanism check, right? There's things that kind of stir your heart. And there's a couple of big ones in the Bible is for women to submit to man's authority. I know if I say that right now, a lot of women okay, because they've been scorned by men, like my dad, don't want to do that again. But what that is, is it's a defense mechanism. And if you can find a way to ha- allow grace to allow you to see the bigger picture in the spiritual realm, it'll actually become no problem. And you'll see the fruit fly around in your life. Now, for men, men don't have a problem submitting to women. Men have a problem submitting to authority. Men do not like submitting to God, okay? Men, okay, and I'm here too, Okay, because I've been hurt by men, too, like my dad. I don't want to I don't want to submit to the president. I don't want to submit to the law enforcement. I don't want to submit to elderly people that remind me of my dad. Okay, but now I am because I forgive my dad and I've seen how much it's benefited my life. Okay, I'm not going to just based off of superficial things just because they remind me of my dad in some way, I'm not going to treat them like my dad treated me i'm going to treat them the way jesus treated anyone and that was with oh, the faith hope and love okay so men the hardest thing for a man to do is submit to a high authority like nero okay the hardest thing for a woman to do is submit to a man that reminds them of a man that's hurt them before this is the bible now in a in a, in a marriage okay it is it is important for a woman to marry a man of grace okay for those of that you have ears to hear Hear what I just said. It's important for a woman to marry a man of grace, because a man of grace will love a woman as much as he loves himself. And a man that has grace in his life will love her like an immortal, like God. He will love her like God loves the church, like God loves man. Okay, God loves woman, don't get me wrong. But how much more is a woman loved by a man of God? Okay, by a man of grace, I should say. So a lot of men, you know, okay, God can mean a lot of things, but grace only means one thing. Okay, so. Women, okay, look for a man of grace. That is what you're truly attracted to because grace is synonymous with truth. Truth, everybody yearns for truth, okay? Because truth will set you free. Men, you love a woman as much as you love yourself. So if you don't love your woman, you gotta take a look in the mirror, okay? You gotta find grace because that's what's gonna allow you to love your woman as much as you love yourself. That's what it comes down to. And the more that a woman submits to a man, it's harder for a man not to love himself. Okay. Again, we all have these defense mechanisms. We all have these, oh no's. Okay. Where if I do this, I could get hurt. Yeah, you really could. But on the other side of it, you could really get rewarded for it too. Okay. That's that being bold. That's that being blessed. That's that reckless love that God has shown us first. He loves us so much that he would give up everything, right? His, his ego, his, his defense mechanisms, the creation of the world. I mean, he literally gave that up just so we could witness what true love is. He is on your side. He died so that you could live, so that I could live, so that we could die to the things that aren't truly allowing us freedom in this life. Okay, that's what our DNA is. Our DNA, as a believer, is eccentric to light. We have to to let our light shine. I have to say this. I'm inspired to say this because of what I know about Jesus. And the more we know about Jesus, the more we become like Jesus, the more we become like our true image, because we've learned so many things that have corrupted it, right? We have this dark cloud over our light that's trying to tell us it's not worth it, that it's too risky, that you'll just get hurt again. And what happens when we submit to that, when we submit to our ego, when we submit to the flesh, it creates more chaos, more flesh, more numbness. A lot of it. I was very numb for a long period of my life, because that was the only way I could get, the only way I could survive in the climate that I was in. Now I'm learning to unnumb myself by loving recklessly, because Jesus has first loved me recklessly, okay? Now, grace is my boundary. Grace gives me the diligence. Grace gives me the wisdom. Grace gives me the, the subtleties of, of respecting other people's faith. And I'm not good. I'm not perfect at it. Nobody is, but that's why grace is so important. Okay, I'm learning how to love recklessly with the boundaries of grace. I would just encourage you, the only way to find these boundaries is by loving recklessly first. Don't try to get your boundaries and then love. Love and then allow Jesus to to help you out in the process. I've I've been hurt more now than ever, but it's a different hurt. Okay. It's a it's a hurt that, you know, I'm just loving in a world that doesn't love the same things as Jesus when it's like war okay don't become a casualty of war okay don't become a casualty of war don't don't get so wounded from war that you'll know ne- that you're not the same i mean, nobody's the same but that you get better from it okay we're all casualties of war to some extent because we're living in a spiritual warfare okay but allow god to forgive allow god to heal allow god to get you back up on your feet and get back in a battle right you sit on the sidelines in in a spiritual warfare game, numbing yourself or doing whatever else it is, okay, I need you, okay, we all need you to be who you're created to be, we all need you, I need you more than anything to love recklessly in in, in the will that God has for you, let grace be your boundary, all right, that's all I really have, I mean, it is, that's the root, that's the root of salvation, and all the other, the healing, the the prosperity the the relationships the gifts all the other stuff falls into place after the root has been established when we grow our roots down deeper into the love of god nothing can stop us and it's said best with the image of a flower a flower that's going through a dry season digs its roots deeper down into the ground because that's where the water is okay it doesn't And and then that's what happens with us. That's what happened with me with my dad. Okay, my roots have gone so far down in the ground that it's going to take a hurricane. I don't even know if a hurricane can do it, right? Nothing can separate me from the God of love and the love of God. (laughs) God is love though, so whatever. But get my point, okay? There's We all go through these seasons and we should rejoice because we know our roots are getting down deeper into the ground and that's going to help us so much more. And, And I just add one more thing. God really loves the unseen things, okay? So when you're in your room by yourself and nobody notices you, God, God loves the part-time jobbers, okay? God loves the part-time whatever's, okay? All right, I'm telling you, God cherishes things the world will never cherish, okay? So don't ever think like you're not good enough because you are. If you knew how, and this is why we need to get rid of some of our defense mechanisms, not some of them, but all of them, okay, let grace be your boundary, not your own self, don't try to protect yourself, let God protect you, okay, don't try to do anything on your own, okay, let God do it, let him protect you, let him provide for you, let him be your inspiration, all right, let him be your ministry, let him be your job in a sense, okay, let him, 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 all right, do all the hard work, okay, that's one of the curses for men, all right, is men will toil by the sweat of their brow, and we see it everywhere, okay, well, one of the blessings is it'll be restful for us through the work process okay i i work from a place of grace and i have my days where my physical body is tired but my spirit is thriving okay now all i'm saying is we all right have this light inside us our true image that god sees when nobody else does okay so so be 110 percent confident and how much God loves you when you make a mistake. One of, the, one of the funnest things that I've ever done is when I make a mistake and say, oh, how fantastic. And it's hard. It's super weird and cheesy, but that's what God thinks. I mean, it does. Even, and I've struggled with things, man. I mean, I confess my sin all day and night and how it should disqualify me from being the true image of God. Okay, but that's not what the true image of God is. The true image of God is not outside morality in Okay, the true image of God is loving someone from the inside out. I could never love my dad from the outside in, but I can love him from the inside right now. And hopefully that'll transpire into him with some repentance and some renewing of the mind where his outside behavior is something that I can have around me. Okay, so will that ever happen? I don't know, but that's where the suffering comes in. So I know somebody, everybody listening to this right now has somebody that they don't want to love and i get it trust me okay and there's probably worse worse scenarios than me out there and i understand that okay my goal isn't for you to try to love somebody okay that's hurt you my goal is for you to just love recklessly start with your friends start start with yourself start with with someone you don't know okay a random person okay do that it's all baby steps it's all baby steps and when you're like i can't do it that's when you're in the best spot ever that's when you're in the best spot ever because god loves it when you say i can't do it i know that's that's the opposite of what the world says but we live in an upside down kingdom and i love it that's why i don't do this podcast because i, I don't do this because at one point i did this because i wanted to be seen felt and heard we all want to be seen felt and heard but now i do it because i want you to be seen felt and heard by god now if you can know what I'm talking about when I say that, you are very, very well on your way to just being an inspirational person to this entire world. And, and I mean it. Okay. So I don't want to talk too much. I always do that. <laughs> but I just love you. Thank you for listening. Okay. And faith comes by hearing and hearing. So you just got that much stronger. You just got that much more courageous. You just got that much more inspirational and wiser and all the more kingdomly and you are going to do so many great things through the will of god and it's hard for you you are going to transpire light in the darkness and a lot of it starts in the unseen where nobody notices nobody cares it's not a lot of money blah 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 this or that but you'll go from glory to glory that i can assure you of all right be bold in how much god loves you be bold in your true image be bold in that 26 okay women i encourage you to you realize what the number 19 is, all right, and I encourage you to read Genesis 3, where's the curse of a woman, where's the blessing men, right, reverse it, you reverse, okay, the curse, as a, as a believer, that's what it means for you to believe in Jesus, okay, it's the opposite of the curse, all right, I love you guys, same for men, okay, curse us right after the two, I love you guys, be bold, be blessed.